Man, the it's last weird. nine months Maybe have been crazy yeah. for everybody. For the entire world. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Okay, so what has happened? We have zero agenda for this, just FYI. There is absolutely no agenda for this podcast. No, none. We're just kind of going to get back in it, riff a little bit, see how things have gone for the past few months, talk about this where we're setup at. This setup is way better. And it's... I can see you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not Before? stuck beside you in this tiny little hole The, the of seven people that watched our podcast would all tell me, you keep just staring at the stre- screen, and I was like... I can't look anywhere else. Where I am I? I'm it's the only to... option. Yeah. My mom told me we should redo the logo. I look like the, the, not the current logo, but like the new edition that we did. Yeah. Both Lauren and my mother were like, you, you look like a, a chonky boy. <laughs> you should chonk. probably, you're a bit of a chonker. <laughs> you should slimmer down. <laughs> not me personally. I mean, sort of maybe. But so that's like, one of the things actually we're, we're looking for uh, an assistant yeah. and a uh, producer. Kind of kicking this whole thing back off and yeah. see how we can, you know. So what happened is we both got, really busy for different reasons and similar reasons but and we, we lost our studio and we lost our it, studio. it started That's with true. the loss of the studio yeah. right so our our last little podcast studio was a a stop on all the property tours i did it was in our office that's currently being renovated it was in one of the the rental no not in the rental units it was above our office yeah it was in one of the office spaces yeah. in the office so that that office has been under renovation for quite a while should be done in the next few months fingers crossed maybe hopefully i mean it was already renovated when we got it yeah right that's fair that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> we did not do any work that's just fair. paint i don't know i'm not saying anything i don't know where the office is what's the office what office <laughs> Anyways, so our space is unusable at the moment, yeah. but when that is and uh, has been unusable, has been unusable for, for eight, quite a while, eight months now. So nine then we, months. we moved the space. I think we only did one episode. We with, only did one in, in that property. Yeah. And in, Marco will, will say this, too. We were getting the place ready yeah. when he was there. It was just yeah. last yeah, yeah. second. Super last second. We had to together. pull out wires from random that was, things. That was and, the week before Grant Cardone. It was. it was yeah yeah it was the weekend after monica's event or of monica's event yeah it was a few days in town it was a few that. days after I, yeah. I think was I think it after? he was in town for the week was it after it was because no. i didn't know he was going to be there and yeah. i was like what are yeah, you yeah, doing yeah. here yeah i yeah. never met marco at that point and no. then we walked past each other on the way like into monica's event and i was like shit hold on you know who i this know guy you is. yeah we're on a podcast in two days from now yeah that's really cool though no it was awesome and uh yeah so that was an exciting time for us that and then everything stopped yeah uh, podcast and once, media wise once I mean, the, that property was renovated right that we only had time to do one and then you know i had to rent it out so i could not carry an entire property just for a podcast room. yeah even uh, though that would have been dope and honestly if we rent another podcast studio it probably would have been cheaper yeah just to do that to okay. keep that property but anyway we've got a new podcast studio temporarily because no one's in our office because or our existing office because of the other thing that happened in 2020, the lovely COVID. Yeah, <laughs> this has been a crazy year. Wild. 2020 has been ridiculous in all all senses. In all senses, every single possible way, yeah. it's been crazy. We've it's had Jumanji. We've We're had, living in Jumanji. Yeah, that's, everything that's other than aliens. But I feel like aliens. Yeah. Will we got some show time up. left. Yeah, we got a few months a few left months. in 2020. We'll see. We have Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, we have which yep. is great i mean equality that sparked a whole thing for me which was i mean not to like diverge too much here but like being italian and jamaican believe it or not 
<laughs> that was like, I remember one morning Lauren woke up, like we woke up and Lauren was like, hold on, are you, are you black? And I had like this whole crisis of faith. Like I don't think so. I didn't grow up that way. <laughs> Did you just look in the <laughs> mirror? You're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure like, I'm not. Black. And then like we went to a, we were like asking my dad, we we're like, how did you grow up? And then we looked up like pictures of my grandparents. And we're like, hold on. Okay. Maybe you are a little bit. It's, it's weird. So I, I went down this rabbit hole and I bought those, uh, the 23 and me and ancestry yeah, DNA. I remember that I you were in the tube me this messages. morning, actually for the first time. What? I, I, they've been sitting there. You, you have haven't done like, it yet? No, you have to not eat or drink for like half an hour. And apparently <laughs> I eat and drink half a lot. An hour. So <laughs> I woke up this morning after our, our 6 a.m. accountability wake ups and it was like seven. I was like, OK, I don't think I've drank anything yet. Let's spit in a tube and then head out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So well, we will see, we'll see how that goes. That's another thing. We've been waking up at 5.30 a.m. and uh-huh. uh, touching base at 6 a.m. every morning. It's been awesome. Now it it's was- it's huge. I've tried it before. I tried that whole the whole miracle morning movement and whatnot. I tried it by myself. Having an accountability partner for this whole equation, someone to just text and be like, "Hey, jackass, wake up at six a.m." or "Hey, jackass, you better be awake at six a.m." makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, and that's helped so much. I mean, I remember in the past, you know, year plus ago, mm. I would try waking up earlier, and Ooh. you know, it was tough. You're doing it. You're doing it by yourself. You're stuck in that. Uh, routine of staying up late that was the big thing yeah. for me was yeah, yeah. i would stay up late for no reason yeah i wouldn't be doing anything special maybe scrolling through instagram maybe playing video games yeah i mean nothing that has not any substance no you're no. getting zero zero substance that was me though too especially in like early corona when everything kind of just shut down real quick yeah i was like well i guess i'm just gonna play Warzone with the homies until one o'clock in the morning and wake up at 10 <laughs> and then nothing got done. Nothing got right? done. Yeah. And uh, no matter what you do, I mean, you, you can't be really uh, in, in that routine and expect to get results. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. For me personally, results come in the first few hours of the day. That's now I look forward to it. Yeah, I, I go to bed and it's, you know, 1030. I'm in bed and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go to sleep feeling really good about myself and wake yeah. up, work out, get shit done. No, do the yeah. hardest thing in my day first. It's like the time with no interruptions that I can get done everything. And then the rest of the day, it doesn't matter who interrupts me. I've kind of accomplished all those checklist items, the the stuff on the tasks and the to do. It's huge. Are, they're done before my wife. even it's wakes massive. Up, right? Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, I, I think people find themselves in that position where you come home from work and you've scheduled you know, going to the gym, mm-hmm. that, that's the best example to use. That's always the first thing that you're like, I don't need to do. Yeah. You know, I, I've had a tough day. Yeah. Life gets I'm in tired. the way pretty quick and you're exhausted. You just, you are. And so doing things like that first thing in the yeah. morning, it's nice. There's no excuse. There's no excuse at all. I mean, I remember I was telling you that was actually today. Yeah. I was telling you earlier today, I woke up, the alarm goes off and I'm like, damn, I'm so tired mm-hmm. right now. I do not want to wake up. And I laid there for five minutes and I was like, you bitch, get <laughs> up. <laughs> you exactly, are doing this to yourself. Exactly so I woke up, went downstairs, sat in front of the computer, answered a bunch of emails yeah. and got the ball rolling. I don't know what the culture shift was. Maybe it's just, again, having that accountability or maybe we just finally got the kick in the pants from being too bored from COVID stuck inside Whatever it was, like even yesterday, I was telling uh, I was telling a friend that like I used to be scared 
of the the alarm. Like if I went to yeah. bed and I partly had to do with I had one of those like super aggressive eh, 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 oh. kind of kind of alarms. Those aren't so fun. like you go to bed terrified to wake up. Yeah. Like, oh, God, this is how I know I'm going to wake up early <laughs> tomorrow. Ugh. Yeah, but anyway, I agree. You know, nice alarm. You go to bed. Now, at this point, I'm like excited I go to bed and I'm like, yeah, I'm waking up at six. I'm getting shit done. No, and it's then way by better. five o'clock when everyone else is done working. You know, I'm I don't hate settling down at that point because I know I've accomplished so much more. That's huge. That's the biggest thing right there. If you you've put in your 10, 12 hours yeah. in a day, any other hour after that is a bonus, right? You're putting in 14, 15 hours and you're still getting to bed by mm-hmm. 10 or or you're uh, st- you still have time to hang out with your wife or with friends at yeah. eight or nine. Exactly. I mean, that's huge. What else? What else could you really ask for? Yeah. But it's been that's been really big for us uh, lately. Um, I, and it was funny because we both found that differently. I mean, like, yeah. we both were just doing it at the same time. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Phil, I've been waking up at this time. And you're like, no way. So, uh, so have I. Yeah. So it was, it was nice to find accountability there. That's just one of the things that's it happened. Um, yeah, we kind of went on a tangent there for a Yeah, of just about what, waking what up What happened early. in 2012? So that's we, what happens. It's like we're vegan right now. <laughs> bragging I gotta, about I how share early it. we wake up. Yeah, everyone should wake up at 6 a.m. <laughs> Yeah, earlier. What are you talking about? Yeah, sorry. Five a.m., four a.m. Four a.m. Get to the. I'll get to the two a.m. one day. That's that's <laughs> the, the move. Who the does Wahlberg, Mark, Yeah, the Mark Wahlberg. No, I'm okay with. No, I don't think I'll ever start with a four. No, that's a lot. Five's okay. Anyways, Sweet. enough about waking up. <laughs> oh my god, we're so boring. The Miracle Morning Podcast. <laughs> yeah. So other than that, I mean, coronavirus. The world was on fire. Con- the Kung Every time flu. we talk about that, oof. <laughs> that's the funniest. <laughs> That's honestly the funniest thing I've, I've ever heard. I think the Kung Flu. So thanks, thanks, Donald, for yeah. For that all is the just yikes. Awful. All the fun news out of twenty twenty. Yeah, it's been it's been terrible. It's not what you know. What there's no even point of talking about it. We're six feet apart. We're good to go. Yeah. I mean, you can see that's easily six feet. My arm. My I can't. Arms. I can't touch you. Uh, not that I want to. Yeah. We're so. also, you know, it, it's a uh, Canada's doing pretty good. I yeah. think we recently had our first like no death day and our mm-hmm. our like we've been in very Was that Canada very low or was that case. Toronto or was that It might have been Ontario. I don't really trust the numbers that no. they're giving to COVID deaths. Uh, it seems really Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't gonna, Yeah, let's we'll, not we'll talk go about on to that tangent. Yeah, we're doctors now. Conspiracy we, we actually know what we're talking about. Here. No, there's you know what? Too many wires Better better to leave that to the professionals. I know. So what have we done? What have we been doing? How's So you bought a house? I bought a house. I'm what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I bought a house and then this guy bought it like for myself. And then like, we'll get onto that. And then the next week, Spiro's like, hey, I bought a house. <laughs> was it that way? I think so. No, maybe it was the other way around. Maybe it was the other way around. It was I think within it was like the a week of each other. Maybe you bought one and then I was like, I think oh, I, fuck put, you. I, I threw in the one. offer May 5th. Yeah, it was earlier then. I think I was mid. You were right after me. Yeah, think, it was right? literally. You know, but anyways, me. same time we were both buying homes. So yeah, I bought a house. I'm an investor now. Boom. Huge. Um, yeah, I mean, not much more I could say about that. That was that was a a big milestone, right? I mean, for big, everybody. I mean, big. it's good. I, I do have a JV. I do have a partner. Um, so you know, we we made it work. It works out perfectly for both of us. Um, they get what I what they want, and I get what I want, and, and it works out. You know, yeah. I'm managing it. I'm I'm running the day to days, running the uh, minor renovations and touch ups mm. that needed to be done. I'm leasing yeah, it, it was out. Pretty clean. Right? It was honestly a, a great deal. Yeah. I mean, we we bought it for, I would say, significantly under market, market. value. Yeah. I mean, let, let's talk about what COVID did to the real estate market for a second. Then, 
Because that's we both bought in very opportune times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like COVID in Toronto kind of struck what mid to late March. Like yeah, really everything first. shut down mid the seventeenth. Yeah, like I remember properties that had like offer dates on the seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth that just got killed. Yeah, or if they were like. 14 15 16 they ended up just being fine right it was like that that real period of time is when things just shut down and i think nobody knew what the hell was happening and there, in the beginning there were a few clients that were poking around but very quickly everybody just went dark like everybody nobody knows what's going on i think nobody, it was april everything april died. was dark may there were a few was still quite dark not many great deals on yeah. the market the ones that did sell in April were very, very few and far between. But the ones that did sell seemed to be at a discount or they would try and hold that March pricing or February pricing and then just didn't sell. And, and I don't I, I'm not too sure if it was all uh, due to pricing, too. It was due to the supply. Yeah. So let's say in April, a house is listed that would regularly be worth eight hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. But the market's at a million. Then people are going to say, "Oh, the prices are going down now in April yeah. because it sold for eight hundred thousand. Realistically, it was probably an eight hundred thousand dollars house, anyways. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I, I don't think the market really took a hit. I think people were a little bit more. Uh, it it was afraid. A, it, it, it well exactly that. It was a lack of supply, like to a to a supreme like an extreme amount, but to the same token, or even worse, a lack of demand. Nobody wanted anything because nobody knew what was happening yeah immediately the you know the first was oh my god the, the world's gonna tank in terms of e- economy right and it did i have some clients that and i'm pretty sure like we know somebody else who bet against the uh the market assuming things are gonna go down from a from a stock perspective obviously we know now the complete opposite happened it, yeah. you know it seemed like a pretty logical thought to me at the time thankfully i did not make that same bet but yeah, how how is your uh, stock portfolio going? I cleaned it out. So right, right done, at the right? beginning, yeah, we, like, I remember in the office, we had a few days where it was like woo, 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 mm-hmm. up and down. And then we we knew we were trying to buy something, though. And I did not. I knew like, you know, long term holding cool. I'm, I'm going to be fine with what the stuff I was in anyways, which was primarily tech related stocks, computer parts and, and video games and things nerds. like that. I know nerd stuff, which as we know now, you know, everyone's buying computer shit and yeah. playing video games. I probably should have just held this stuff, but because we were trying to buy, I wanted as much cash as I could. In it's hand. better just to have it out and then so put I, it in I real cleaned estate. it out. It was yeah. basically a break even from where I first, I mean, and I only put a lot of that money income from like this the prior December, so a few months, and I was break even more or less where I took stuff out, so I was fine with that because that money then ended up going into down payment on the the home. Like the the, pri- the personal home, finally moving out of the village of Liberty. <laughs> yeah, Leaving that's exciting, man. That's and we're gonna have our our podcast studio our, there our for permanent, a bit. Well, no, our temp- temp- temporary, temporarily but permanent. more secure podcast studio will go in the basement yeah, for a while. Yeah, in a couple of weeks we should be set up there. Hopefully, I yeah, mean we'll nice. see what else pops up. But I know, uh, yeah, I got some work to do there, but it's all upstairs. <laughs> it's so pretty funny now. Our background. Just a bunch of white walls. <laughs> We're in an insane asylum. Yeah, I know. We should have made them green. At least we could have like done some, a green screen. Yeah, we could have fucked around. It would have been hilarious. Yeah, that would have been good. Realizing so yeah, about was. your property now. I mean, good segue. Yeah, that was. Um, I mean, the the east end. For anyone that knows, like the east end of Toronto, everything for. I mean, the longest period has been offer date, offer date, offer date. Everything's got to be super firm hot offers. market in the east end. Very very hot. We found. Um, 
we we kind of went to look like we had originally started looking primarily on the West End. Me being a little West biased because of what we're all, all of our investment stuff is where our office is. Um, but the East End for from Lauren's perspective, being a little bit more family friendly, a little easier access to work. And because I'm driving, it really doesn't matter. I mean, nowadays we're all going to work from home anyway. So who really cares? But we didn't know that going into things. But we found, yeah, this this place was uh, was a little far north from what we originally thought we wanted. And we looked at, I think, six or seven that day, just as like our intro tour to the area. I say intro tour like she's a client of mine. <laughs> but as our intro tour to the area and we kind of we killed we saw that house and then we killed the last like we just canceled the last two showings. And we we're like, OK, I think we're going this home and the one. making an offer on this bad boy. No offer date. We were able to, you know, get 50 grand off. Never thought that happened in, you know, the east end of the Toronto market. And it was conditional, which was bonkers. Nothing crazy. They redid main floor basement to like everything mechanical wise systems is great. Top uh, the main floor basement was gutted to the studs less than 10 years ago. Roofs new drains and stuff are like drains. Plumbing is new. They have a rough in for a bathroom or a kitchen in the basement. Uh, bathroom's nice. Tankless hot water that's paid for, not rental. Nice. That was, I know it's not the biggest thing, but I'm like, shit, nobody does that. Yeah. Right? Me, um, me and my property. Yeah. <laughs> you, wait, you have a tankless? No, I, I'm no. joking. <laughs> Just flexing. Yeah, yeah no. Um, maybe, though. It does save space. Yeah, but it's, it's really like, only for the rental. It's just the space. They're bloody expensive, though. They are like I wouldn't have bought it new. Like my set, if I were just buying the house, they take a little tank. while to heat up, don't they? No, the whole point is it's right away. Is it? It's tankless. But I don't know. I don't <laughs> live there yet. I guess we're gonna find out. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. We'll see. Um, insulated, separate entrance, basement. So like, I looked at it as well, and I was like, you know, if we leave, if we then upgrade down the road. There's a rental into two. It's already got the rough in. It's got the bathroom. It's got the bedroom. Like it's an easy unit as Mm -hmm. well. But the bedroom. I'm surprised you're not renting that out now. I know, but it's my office. I'll have fun with it. Our office. (laughs) You, our podcast studio, and then I have like a secret hidden office behind. Maybe we'll do a walkthrough when it's all done. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do like a smart home series or something. I think. So okay, that's another thing. Craziness. Another thing uh, we mentioned it earlier. We are looking for uh, an assistant of some sort. Yeah. We've put out the ad. We have a bunch of applications already, which is crazy. I I did not think that we would have so many people interested to work uh, with Phil and the kids. So that's awesome. I mean, it's super exciting. And uh, we're ready to get the ball rolling. We're going to have a uh, a videographer. It's going to be mainly a videographer, producer, photographer, assistant. Someone to to run the the backside of all this, this podcast stuff. We're not necessarily the best at, but... No, we're not the best at, <laughs> and uh, you, you know, it's time to pass it on. And uh, as That's you it. can tell from our nine-month layoff, yeah, exactly, we, we need to get back on this. If and, we had someone uh, it's running, be it would be good. So something you that you you all could uh, look forward to is uh, my vlog, Phil's vlog, mm-hmm. and uh, more Phil and the Kid podcasts and and videos, Just general content, general content. Yeah, we're gonna be blasting that out, out now. And Do uh, some property the, the tour good thing videos. is, is I mean. Normally during this time of year, it's the off season. I would say for real yeah, estate, yeah, we're people starting go away, to. What are people, we, we're July now. Yeah, we're starting to. It would usually start to peter off. It would and usually into like start a dead August. Right? It's been a little bit different this year because everybody's at home, so yeah. nobody's gone. Everybody's yeah, buying. Vacation, and no. you spent. We already had the season off, right? We had the season April, off. April, yeah, April and exactly. May, where it usually would have started to then be the hot season, was absolutely dead. Exactly. And then you know, as of as of June. 
things are really, really just starting really to wake back up. up. Yeah, and it, it's been it's been a ridiculous time for everybody. So actually, in my in my shoes, in my position, I mean, I, I ran the uh, leasing for Elevate. I still do. Um, also working in sales, mm-hmm. I did take on a property management role, which I know you're pretty familiar with. Um, took that on a few months ago and yep. it was in need there. The company needed somebody to step up. So yep. I, I took on the role and, uh, yeah, that's been insane. I mean, uh, with all the leases, I think at one point I had some somewhere near 19 leases at once that's insane. going that's, on. That's, uh, I mean, maybe talk about the impact that it had on the, like the COVID had on the, the rental market then. Yeah. Like, so the rental market, 19 ooh. leases and how do you get that number down? How do you get to 19 leases is a mystery to me. (laughs) So actually, okay. So what happened was I would say three months prior Mm. uh, was a crazy time for us, right? That was pre-COVID. In in terms of like purchase. Pre-COVID, we were, it it seemed like exponentially increasing our sales. Mm. And and now we've been back on that track where, I mean, we'll talk about this soon, but you've done five deals in the past two weeks, maybe? Three weeks, but okay. Nobody's counting. We'll say two. It sounds better. <laughs> two weeks. Yes. We have other people at our office doing deals left, right, and center now. Yeah. And it seemed like for that month and a half to two month period yeah. from, you know, late March to mid May-ish, beginning of May, nothing was getting done. Yeah. But now it's all back to normal and, and it's going crazy. So so what happened was three months prior to, you know, COVID hitting, let's say April, we had a bunch of deals that were going to close in in uh, let's say May, June, July. Mm -hmm. So all these properties came onto us, onto the property management side and were ready to be leased. And we had so many, it was somewhere near, it was 15 to 19 at one point and it fluctuated, you know, some were closed, some were, we got more. But uh, that was insane dealing with that and property management at the same time. It was, it was, uh, I pulled a lot of 15 hour days and I think there was a there were two months there. And this is just this is by the way the first week where I've had any time. Right. This is also yeah, a been, reason I've that we haven't been on his ass for for a You've while to sit down. Ass. That's yeah. okay. Okay. But been yes. on, he's been on my ass for a long for time. For quite a while to <laughs> yeah. sit down and, and and do this. And yeah, no, no, but, but without the uh, the the pun. Yeah, no, <laughs> for sure. I mean, Phil's been like let's let's do this, let's do this and I've had no time. I yeah. mean, ask ask my girlfriend, ask my friends. It's been ridiculous and uh but it's nice now that that now that i do have a little bit of time opening up i mean the leases are finally done Mm -hmm. for the most part still have a few on on the market that have just recently come up though there will always be leases popping up but Mm -hmm. are they getting easier like are they are things starting to move are people back looking at the market more so i I would say uh yeah yeah it's getting more to normal levels i mean the showings i hold now are getting a minimum of four people coming, which back in the day was still kind of low. I mean, I mean, you and I are both used to 10, 20 people coming sometimes. Used to have like lineups out front kind of thing. So actually the lineups are back, which is actually kind of sketchy to be honest. Yeah. You don't want too many lineups. The first lineup I had was a couple weeks ago and have the six feet apart. Exactly. It was one of your previous clients and, uh, and, uh, you know, without getting too, too into their situation, It, and used your home. They're mm-hmm. moving out now. It's a rental. They're two units. Yeah, beautiful okay, home. Yeah, I know beautiful home. About. East End, Toronto. Yeah. And uh, it's so nice. And it shows so well on all the ads that when I booked the showing. Yeah. And I hit traffic. What the happened there? I hit blah, blah, blah. I hit traffic. And oh my God, yeah. there was a line out. And this is right when things became a little more 
laxed. Like, yeah, this must have not been. This was like this was a few May? weeks, maybe. No, no, this June? was like four weeks, three, three, four weeks ago. Yeah, okay, early June, something like that. Yeah. And uh, so, so things were starting to get. It was like, okay, go outside, maybe wear a mask, mm-hmm. be, be kind of six feet. Everything had that distance, yeah. uh, social distancing. And I got there, and there was a lineup, you know, four or five doors down. And I was like, holy crap, somebody's gonna call the city. I'm gonna yeah. get in trouble. Oh my god. So yeah, this story. I'm gonna go off. I just remember. This That's is okay. This is fun. I haven't heard this. Yeah. So so I'm, I'm there, and um, I get there. It's crazy. People are are literally throwing deposits at me in in the home. They're like. I'm, I'm e-transferring you right Spiro now. the strippers getting. I'm like, okay, bills. yeah, go ahead. I'm like, uh, I don't usually like doing this out of just good faith and, and you know good business practices with yeah. leases. I mean, it's different with sales, but I don't like creating bidding wars for leases. Yeah. I think it's unfair. You you post an ad for a lease, and and they're not people yeah. who have a million dollars in the bank that are throwing them out. Like, ah, I have more here, take it. Yeah, it's I think people there's, who are, there's something different. But like, if you're intentionally sparking a bidding war, like how they do in the sales price it low to expect more versus if you've priced it where you think is fair or probably in this case where the landlord is okay but because they it's their home they're they're okay with taking maybe a lesser they're not so cash flow heavy they're okay with a slightly lower rent to make sure that you get such a good quality tenant if the if in that scenario the tenants are like well hey we'll pay more i'm I'm not gonna say no no and that's what happened right Right? I, i i sat there and i said and that's pretty much how I explained it. I was like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I have four deposits right now. Yeah. At the same price. That's why I don't think I've, that's wild. Yeah. yeah. Day and one, that was like first showing. Not even day one. That was 30 minutes in. Right. It was crazy. They loved it. That's wild. And they, and so I, I go, listen, four deposits, same price. Mm-hmm. Now what you can do, and I'm not telling you to do this. I'm not, I'm not advising you to do this, but mm-hmm. if I was you, what would make you, what would make your application stand out more? And increasing the price a little bit definitely could play a role. And and I, I kind of told them the tricks of the trade where I said, listen, your your offer is, let's say, a hypo, hypothetical number 1945. Mm-hmm. Let's say, just making this up. This mm-hmm. is not the numbers of the, the place. But let's say it's 1945, right? $1,945. Yeah. I said, increasing that to 2000 seems like a big jump yeah when you go from 1945 to 2000 and you start with the two it feels pretty good mm-hmm. for for a landlord now i'm not saying this again it's not a specific scenario i'm saying anybody if i if somebody paid me that instead yeah i'd be like wow okay i feel good let's do it yeah so i, I threw that out there um a, a one person said they'll do it they did it they took really long with the application right the killer come intro. on people yeah they didn't end up getting it the yep. application fell through. I took the other one. It was a great app. They were all pretty good, mm-hmm. but again, when went with the best one. It's it's usually about the application, not the money yep. at that point. Yep. So okay, back to my story. So I get there, and what do I see? I get a WhatsApp message from the landlords. Hey, we went on out for a walk. Um, our cat's pretty timid. First of all, cat. Mm. Um, our cat's pretty timid, and uh, gets scared easily. Might run out the doors if the doors are out. Never has, but. But just be be wary of it, right? So just make sure when people are going in and out. Yeah. And and by the way, their backyard is awesome. Mm-hmm. So I definitely said go outside, open that door, and go outside. Right. Make sure it's closed, closed, please. Nobody listened. They just left of it course. open. And uh, so so I'm sitting there. What happens? Maybe five minutes into the showing, I can't find the cat anywhere, and I start sweating. Oh, I was no. dripping sweat. Like when I say sweat. 
I mean, people would walk in and say, oh, are you okay? <laughs> I'm not even joking. You look like you're pooing. Right They're like, now. is something, is something uh -oh. wrong? And I'm like, yes, I don't care about the showing anymore. If you find a cat, please tell me. And this is what I told the lineup <laughs> of people, starting from the third person who came in to the 15th person. Whoever finds the cat gets the unit. The, Let's go. I, I said that. I was like, I, I don't know what I'll do, but I will make sure you can get this unit if you find this cat. Oh and God. people were looking with me. I looked under That's the so couch. Good. I looked everywhere. Yeah. Looked under the bed. <clears throat> so that went on for roughly 45 minutes. And, like, and, and, and as you can imagine, my sweat level started from one thing and ended up to <laughs> fully drenched. I didn't even care about, I was nervous. I played this in my head over probably a hundred times. I was like, yeah. so listen, I lost your cat. <laughs> it's so not here anymore. It, it's gone. The neighbor was in the backyard in oh. his end. And I went out, I was like, did you see a cat? And he's like, no, I've never seen a cat. I didn't even know they had a cat to be honest. And I'll, I was like, great. That helps Sick. me so much. And he's like, yeah. did you lose it? And, um, I didn't really know how to respond. Uh, perhaps, yeah. perhaps I can't find it. it. I haven't seen it. If you see it, please let me know. Yeah. So the whole showing goes by and I'm about to leave five minutes left. The last person's in there. I'm not paying attention. I'm, I'm watching over them just to be, you know, kind of, I, I don't like people coming into a place and just me going, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Touch you, anything you want. Yeah. Especially Open up the drawers. No, in no. In Rona. So I keep an eye on everybody. I was vaguely keeping an eye on the last person in there. And mm -hmm. uh, so I, I decided, you know what? I have to break the news somehow. I send a message first to the owners. I go, hey, uh, does your cap have any specific hiding places? Just throwing it out there. I was Just like, Just a like, random question. They respond, lol, yeah, under the bed. And I was like, okay, I already checked there. But So I run up to the, I run up the stairs because I'm like, okay, if this is it, like, please, please be there. I was, yeah. I was saying it, please, please, please. I slide. Into under the bed, like slide from the from the hallway into the bedroom under the bed, on my stomach, I sweaty stomach. I look underneath, and it was just the cat was there. Okay, it was just yeah. Yeah. covered in shit, just looking at me too, right right in the face. And I screamed out, "Yes, I love you!" And the guy's like, "You found it." <laughs> it was a big <laughs> it was a big show. I had I had That's something so like good. fifteen responses, ten emails yeah. in my inbox that night. Of people saying we love the place. Did you find the cat? That's that's amazing. <laughs> and uh, so that's yeah, we so found the cat. Funny. I am so happy that ha that I found it. I mean, I don't know what I would have done. I I was in my head. I was like, I have to quit. I'm, you know, <laughs> I don't know how I can ever. I'm ashamed. I'll never work this. in this town again. <laughs> yeah, I was packing up my bags <laughs> and going back to Waterloo. <laughs> yeah, it was rough, man. That was a rough feeling. Yikes. But uh, we found the cat. So yeah, that's one of the least stories. I mean. And that's only been, one uh, lease. Yeah, I mean, uh, we can have a full segment on some of the leases that have happened and some of the uh, funniest moments. But, I mean, for now, it was a crazy time in my life. I the last two months, I've learned a lot. I've uh, probably lost some hair. I've lost some sleep. I've lost that's all right. a lot of things. First and property will do that to you. And the first and property on top, property which is crazy. And you. property management. And, you know, yesterday we had that big storm which no, is also yeah. really fun to deal fun with. Fun random 30 <laughs> minutes of But hell. you know what? I, I had to say this. I, I've loved every second of it. I mean, uh, it, it's been tough. I yeah. Definitely not what I want to be doing, you know, the rest of my life, a lot of it. But at this at this point, I mean, I, I love it. And and there's no better way of, of learning than just getting oh, into yeah. the trenches there. And This is, you're, I mean, you're in the perfect scenario, the perfect work environment, the perfect, like, even role 
to learn yeah. from the I ground agree. up every single thing that you need to know to run your own portfolio smoothly, which is, I mean, that's literally all you can and that's for. And that's why um, my business partner felt comfortable mm-hmm. uh, making the leap with me because of that whole environment that I've been yeah. in for the past year and a half plus. Yeah. And it's yeah. been, it's been, it's been a really good time, really good experience enjoyed every second of it. So, I mean, on to bigger and better things, you know, whenever they, they come, That's but, it. but, uh, continuing to grow, it's been awesome. 2020. So, so I guess back on leasing a little bit, um, what we found is and, and being so used to this in Toronto, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was a norm sales and leases. It yeah. was always the landlord or seller's market. I list it. I win. End of story. Move on. Exactly. Right. One showing, one and dones. Yeah. Line up of people, deposits. It was the same scenario yeah. as I just explained a few weeks ago. And that was it. It was mm-hmm. super easy. And whatever price you wanted, too. Yeah. Every time. You know, if last year you, you leased it for 2000 well, this year you were expecting twenty two, twenty three hundred, And that, yeah. that whole pattern just kept going. Because Toronto's such a great city, it's booming. There's probably no other place in the world that I would rather be than in Toronto. And I think uh, many, many people think that as well. Facts. So what happened during Corona... And COVID virus, this whole pandemic, the mm-hmm. people that were impacted the largest, and, and this is up for debate, but the people that I feel were impacted the largest were people who are renters. Yeah. They're, they, the landlords were impacted, but luckily, um, you know, CERB and other programs really mm-hmm. helped maintain mortgage payments because a lot of landlords would have lost everything you, as well. Right. So it you was mean really from scary. From a, a financial. <laughs> From per from a financial monthly, monthly cash flow, yeah. I mean, it was very dangerous for landlords. And I think the government did a great job at making sure that landlords didn't go under. Because mm-hmm. what a lot of people don't understand, and this is more to the renters that I'm speaking to now, is that landlords aren't billionaires. No. They're just hardworking people who have yeah. saved up enough to buy one property and have done it in a way where it's allowed them to buy more. Maybe. For the most part, in in a lot of cases, that I mean, that we exactly. I think we're a, we're kind of an outlier almost in our office for people that try and buy More. multiple to grow like significant portfolios. That's a lot true. Of people have just maybe inherited one or inherited two. One, yeah. They're okay with two or three, right? Nothing. The, the mom and pop landlord, as you call exactly, it. yeah. But these these movements of like the the no rent strike and all that. It's stuff ridiculous. That say. You know, every landlord is this big corporation that's out to get you. I mean, I don't know the statistics. But I would argue that, um, you know, a majority, especially when you look at these, the homes, the single family homes in Toronto, as opposed to like a large apartment building, a majority of them are probably a mom and pop landlord situation. Yeah. And even those are, large corporations, though, they typically, I would say, use a lot of leveraging to buy yeah. Oh, yeah. properties. Absolutely. It's not like just cash. So these people need rent payments to cover their own asses. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, it, it, that's been a little bit difficult i mean for everybody i I think it's a small very very small uh percentage and we've noticed that in our whole portfolio everybody's paid rent in our portfolio excuse me i think the only people that may have missed have missed in the past and Mm -hmm. and it's it's something like less than one percent of our portfolio yeah Yeah. so i mean that that shows and i've I've had a lot of conversations with some of our uh tenants and, and they've said Rent is the most important thing for them. Yeah. It's like your mortgage payment. Well, Why wouldn't we pay rent? It makes no sense not to pay yeah. rent. Well, you I, sign a contract. It's a, and very, it's a very small segment of people, but a loud segment of people, I think, that take advantage of the, of the given situation, that know that the LTB is closed and that know that the landlord at the moment, you know, no evictions, they have no recourse 
to to actually evict a tenant not paying. The lineup at the LTB for uh, you know for a no rent eviction, and even though they're not even open yet, is something like seven months at this point. Jeez. So if you're a if you're a tenant who's trying to take advantage of the situation, that and it's unfortunate that you, a landlord could be hurt right now, real bad. Don't expect that they're not going to come after you for oh, for everything gonna, once it's yeah, done. And the LTB will have zero remorse. You know, they're not going to side with you if there's an obvious case that you're trying to fuck over your landlord. Yeah. Right. It's going to be a pretty quick open and shut case. But, you know, in the short term, in the short term, I mean, sure, you get to live free for a few months, but then your credit's going to be screwed. Your everything's going to come against you and you're going to owe thousands of dollars. This is why you got to make sure is, I mean, worst case scenario, we we run our portfolio. And I mean, everybody that that we know in here does so defensively. That, you know, we can at the very least weather any any incoming storm. And I think this is probably one of the worst storms we could have thought about in the case of, you know, potential for not paying rent. Some people I know are going on, uh, you know, it, not in our in our portfolio, but you see these these landlord groups and things like that on Facebook. Yeah. People that have had uh, had tenants, you know, evictions booked into April. So people that hadn't paid rent for months and months already went to LTB got the order, got an eviction date for like early April, was ready to evict this person, re-rent it and go back to business, eviction shut down. And now they're they're still waiting. And we're we're into July and could be into who knows when by the time things open back up. Yeah. Then they're I mean those people are going to be in some trouble and it's uh it's it's a shame that that's a possible but also who knows what the better solution was, right? I yeah, I, it's it's rough. I mean, maybe they could have stayed open but that's not really but, up to I us, mean, right? Yeah, exactly. To finish the leasing side, yeah, it went to a tenant's market. Yeah. Uh, there were more options. I would get uh, mm-hmm. people coming in and saying, well, I'm looking at seven other places and they're actually similar priced or lower priced or wherever, whatever yeah. it was. There were so many options. So uh, that's why, you know, 19 leases at once happened. Yeah, well, right. They start moving slower. They start right? moving slower. And then you have to go back and, I mean, we're so unaware. With, oh, this is new, you know, the coronavirus is new for everybody yeah we're so unaware as to how that can impact the market so we don't know how to then adjust for rents especially when you're right in the middle of it just starting yeah and you're working on february march rents and all of a sudden rents are down 10 percent because the the ball is in the in the tenant court with with the negotiation power and you're overpriced according to the market meanwhile you had no idea in the first place it, it's in the condos too the condos got uh, got smoked in certain areas with so much airbnb stock yeah I've, I've said this for a while and i mean certain people will know that i'm i'm not a fan of the of the condo as an investment strategy in in the long-term sense like if you're playing for speculation if you're buying new build i guess there's a place for that it's not my strategy uh but knowing that i could buy a resale condo you know with the good rents of yesteryear and still not cash flow positive in uh, in toronto i i was never a fan thankfully and then people were doing the Airbnb thing, right, to try and hack the hack the condo space to make it yeah. work. If I can Airbnb it out and I can, you know, double, triple my rents, great. Well, what happens when Airbnb is not a thing? Or what happens when you're, I mean, all along, you're airbnb a, a space that wasn't a legal permitted use for an Airbnb. 
Yeah, something I, was going to happen. Did, it, did something just pass regarding that? I, th- I, I think, think you're so. not allowed to do it anymore at well, all. You, n- you never were. It yeah. was. Uh, it's. It's not a permitted use. Like bed and breakfast is not a permanent no, use I, for. That's a it. I think you have to. It has to be in your primary residence, and, unless it is your primary, and then unless it's like a commercially zoned place with a B and B as the permitted zoning yeah, use, which right? is which your condo at you know ten thirty King is not. <laughs> but so so many of those hit the market and especially from the rental perspective, like I would see listings that were up for rental and for sale, like by the dozens, just like, Hey, fill my hey, unit. Yeah, Shit, do something with do it. Something right? here. Yeah. And then like we had, um, when we told our landlord we were moving out of Liberty, right. We ended up leasing that unit that we got lucky, but I told him, Hey, even in COVID, it's probably like 21, 22, the, the price of the place. And he was like, yeah, it's just put it for 1950 or something like that is where we settled on first day. Three, very similar to uh, to the lease. I remember, yeah, about. you were telling me about First that. day, we had like four people come through, one-off showings. It was our place. We lived there, so it was easy to show, but I also did not want a ton of people coming through, right? Um, we got three applications, two applications, and then one person, no, three applications, yeah, and one person was willing to pay more. They were stunning applicant, and then uh, that was, I mean, that was easy. They got two grand for that place pretty quickly, and then because we're in the towns, I think, when you're in the in a townhouse space in the center of Condo Village, it was a little bit more of a high demand kind of unit. It's so nice and like homey there, and they're so rare those units. Yeah, yeah. But, and what, it's a nice and, little area for sure. It's great. And then uh, the next, you know, the next couple of weeks, I listed his uh, his two bedroom condo in DNA three, which is a stunning building, like the one of the nicest buildings in the in the area. Corner unit, two bedrooms. We had it posted at like a two hundred dollar discount from the rent that the cur- the previous guys were paying. Nothing, Nothing. just dead. And the, the tenants were they kind of left very quickly. So the the tenants I guess uh, were able to work from home or work from wherever. They left the unit and they left the unit like they ran away from a I don't even know it's an apocalypse. The unit looked like shit. Oh, that's the and worst. And because of like I went in to take photos. And, you know, if it were non-COVID, maybe I would shove a couple things here and there, yeah. right? I don't want to touch all their shit and move no, it around, no, right? No, no. So I just took the photos as it was, you know, opened the blinds a little bit, turn the lights on, play with the filters, you know, make it look as good as I could. Exactly. But, but yeah, it still tough. looks like shit. And then uh, they finally moved out and we relisted and all of a sudden now it's starting to turn around again. But we had it up for, you know, three, three weeks. And at one point I would look. And I would see, okay, what else is in the neighborhood? Like, what are we competing with now? Yeah. And from when we first listed it, unfortunately looking like shit, and then from the time that we now relisted it with it vacant, cleaned, new photos, all that type of stuff, same rent, there's like 40 competing units in, in a certain block radius that are cheaper by like 300 bucks wow. than this unit. I mean, in being in the nicest building in the neighborhood doesn't really mean shit when everyone's trying to save 500 bucks a month. Which is significant huge right significant amount of money absolutely for so i mean we're that one's still listed so if anyone wants oh, a really? two bedroom at dna but uh, well tell, tell me a little bit more about the things that you closed in the yeah. last couple of weeks that was insane yeah that was crazy it started at the beginning of our early I mean, morning it, okay sorry this is like the week of our first early morning. year as a licensed just realtor closed. Just, just closed year, year one year one july 1st and how, a, how, a, how, a how many millions realtor. did you do in sales I think it was like 13. Not bad 13, for, 14 for a million. first year. Yeah. First year realtor. It's pretty good. That has to be in <laughs> your your sales average there. I mean, your commission is probably in the 1% of, of realtors. 
Can neither uh, confirm nor deny these allegations? Actually, I can confirm them. <laughs> they are in the 1% of realtors. I think it's something like what? Like 5 10% of Toronto realtors actually make a living? I think it was 10. Um, the stat I saw from 2017, so I mean, this is old, but we, I remember we pulled it up like a while back. It was like the 0 to 50% do 0 to 1 deal a year, right? A lot of agents yeah. of the 52,000 licensed realtors in Trev are, um, they do like one deal a year. They're part-time. Right. Part time. And then the next next bunch up do like two to four, still fairly part time kind of thing. And then I think it was 10 plus. And this isn't like this is deal volume, not like dollar figure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Related, I think um, it was like five to five to 10 percent do 10 plus deals. Yeah. Right. I don't remember what like the one percent or whatever looked like. Whatever it is. But everyone's one percent. I'm the best realtor. Hash, you know. Yeah. Star according to my mom. <laughs> that is an actual ad. I know. Someone. It's the, probably one of the better ones I've seen. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's been a been a it's good been a, really been, a, good, been a good year. Had a good support system to assist in having a good year. Right. Definitely. Had a good groundwork. Literally being in the same spot you are now a couple of years ago, getting all that stuff settled, having worked with investors in various capacities for quite a while also helped but you know the podcast helped letting people know a lot of the a lot of buddies that had no clue and this is how social media works folks <laughs> and i am shit with it but it still works but like letting people just know what you do you're the dog dad now i'm the i'm the yeah shit <laughs> that's my thing yeah eh, well at least you have a thing i'm gonna, where's waldo yeah that's fair. that was rip. my no yeah. i'll take dog dad my dog dog is not cali bad. is like easy content so what happened? You had what four, four or five deals? Was it this past? Since COVID, so there was one condo deal. I was working with uh, with a buddy to try and buy originally to try and buy the condo that he lived in, which was going up for sale. He was renting, and they wanted way too much. I think they ended up eventually selling, but dropping it by seventy k, which on a seven hundred thousand dollar condo is a pretty damn significant drop. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was a little bit much for what it was. Didn't want it. So we ended up looking early COVID, which we, he got lucky as well. Like we looked at a point where the prices were fairly depressed. Um, got a great deal on like, I think it was nearly 600, 700 plus square feet. But the terrace on that thing was like 250 square feet. It was monstrous. Oh, it was, nice. it's, a, it's a great unit. I'm excited for it to like chill and then I'll go hang out at that place. <laughs> um, so we did that. That must have been April or something, April, you know, March, late March, early April. It was pretty quick into things. And then this was like this giant dead period of nobody wants to look at anything. I played ungodly amounts of Call of Duty. <laughs> Almost got the Damascus skin. I'm working on, I'm getting there. But I haven't played in months now at this point. <laughs> but uh, we got some, got some Call of Duty time in. That was great. Then I got bored of like literally everything in my house, right? 600 square feet, dog, wife, myself, both working from home. And it the 5.30 a.m. started. And, yeah. and then, then, then the deals started and then, closing. And then stuff, st we started the 5.30s at the same time that like life started to wake back up for a lot of people, which was good. And I think it was much, myself was much the same as everybody else. We just kind of started to get bored of doing nothing, right? Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's bad because a lot of people have been like, Oh, well, they for, almost forgot COVID existed because it's just not exciting news anymore. And we're all so sick of it. But like, yeah, OK, we got to you know, we got to stay on top of it. We're doing good. We got to remember this is still a you know valid concern. Let's stay ahead of the game. But at the same time, we can't stop life. No, we got to get back and still get some stuff going on. So well, yeah, the, we have, the effects of COVID. Sorry for interrupting here, but the yeah, effects of COVID are actually probably more dangerous 
the effects on people's mental well-being and physical well-being mm-hmm. as well. I mean, during especially the first two months, yeah, I know some people that didn't leave their house. Yeah, I mean, would, I was almost one of them. Exactly. And, like, that is not healthy. Especially for not a lot of us way. that live in, like, we're, I mean, we're in Toronto. Most of us live in, especially in our demographic, yeah. live in condos that are 500 or less square feet, which is 600 square a feet with a partner. A nightmare to, to be, be stuck there. We're, we're lucky that we're in a townhouse where we are. Like, yeah. I, I, if we were in a condo, I, I think I might go crazy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, anyway, sorry. But, and and we, we talked earlier, too, just random still tangent thing, but we talked earlier about, like, what's going to happen when life wakes back up. Early on, everybody was, like, so pro work from home. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, like, personally, I'm happy to be back here in the I office miss recording. It. Like, I miss it a I, lot. I liked working from home before, but you need the balance. It, it's nice right? to have a day here and there to work from home. You know, yeah. weekends is nice. You know, you go to your home office. You don't have to go to the, you know, you don't have to dress yeah. up. You just wear your pajamas I never dress up so that's fine that's true <laughs> but uh but yeah it, it is nice to work from home but yeah. i think everybody gets sick of it at at some you point need, you need human interaction or most people i think need so, yeah. some kind some of people human are still probably loving i was loving it at the beginning i mean yeah. uh, my april was pretty pretty slow and i was like okay i have oh, more time FIFA to life if, no 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 we don't talk no, about FIFA no, anymore, FIFA. no way i spent way too much money on that game that's fair could have been used for better things yeah, well. so uh yeah, yeah, treat no. yourself. I, I was playing Rocket League. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, enough of... Back to... Yeah, games. okay. So where were we? Deals, stuff. Yeah, we um, work hard. We don't play games. That's it. Well, no, you work hard, play hard. Yeah. You got to you gotta hard. enjoy the... That's true. It's the mission. Once you get there... I read a thread. Wow, tangent, Phil. Jesus. Random Reddit thread on like a fat... There's a Fat Fire subreddit, which is like the, the whole fire movement, financial independence, blah, blah, blah. But like with a significant, sizable portion of money to live off of. Yeah. And the guy, there was a recent thread where a guy was saying, like, I finally got there, and now what? Right? Like, <laughs> I should have paid more attention to the journey to get there. I should have taken an aside here, knowing that you're still going to get there anyways. Yeah. Should have taken an aside to, you know, buy myself that cool toy because I'm financially able to do so and still continue on with my goals and not just, like, scrimp everything so that I can get to that goal faster. Because, once, look, okay, let's say you're 40 and you're retired sick what do you do with the next half of your life yeah exactly right? i think you're gonna I, do something you'll a lot of people will retire for two years and they'll, they'll go do something they'll get another job because they just get bored exactly so like enjoy what enjoy you're doing along the way enjoy and it may build this beast of a system and don't retire if you don't have to anyways if you're so dying what, for the weekends yeah then that different there, story there, you know you know what yeah. i mean like if you're dying for the That's weekends it. then something's probably off if you're there and you hate every day and you're like watching the five o'clock kind yeah of thing, it, then, then then maybe maybe, maybe, maybe it's time for a shift maybe it's time for a change and you might be getting less money but hey you're gonna be happier and it's yeah. worth it but uh but yeah no i think i think i'm i'm very strong on this proponent like i think i, I believe every dollar you make you have to reward yourself some percentage of and okay i i totally understand that's a luxury but yeah. even if it's one percent of that you know let's say in real estate you you close put put a percentage of that commission to something yeah something you like Treat you know yourself a little yeah bit. buy yourself a new laptop that you know one what's time. not encouraging is making a bunch of money sticking it in an account and doing nothing with it and just looking at it yeah you know i mean everyone teach their own right everyone's yeah. different but maybe that, some people like that I, I like that's an extent it's nice it's nice i love you now, see the numbers I've, go up I've and you're like whoa more in a, an account than i ever have in my entire life and it feels fucking great exactly. but I also like to, if I just had to stare at it and not, you know, get any upside from that, all that work and shit, it's hard work now. Right. So I just made that decision now with my car in the shop. 
I mean, right. yeah. my car's in the shop. Everything's good. There's one thing, and it's around, you know, 1500 to $2,000 to fix. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't really need to fix it. But my money's literally sitting there, and now I can go to bed every day yeah. knowing that I'm I paid. I'm not going to be stressed that I fly off the road yeah, or something, something happens, breaks when yeah. I'm on the way to a showing. Exactly, like, which is the a opportunity nightmare. cost of that. Exactly, right? right? So I was like, you know what? Let's just do it. My money's sitting there anyways. Yeah. It, now I feel good. Sure, I, I have to make that money back. But that was my mm-hmm. reward. Even though it's not a reward, it's, it's a, I know I'm doing this for my mental state. Yeah. I don't have to worry. It's same thing with properties, and this is what I'm doing with my current property property is taking being very proactive mm-hmm. right when you're reactive and you own a car or a property it's usually a nightmare when it when something goes oh, wrong yeah right but by like, the time that you've acted your car breaks down on the 401 nightmare you have to wait there on the side of the road caa hopefully you have caa they come pick you up yep. and it just ruins your whole day right something with a property it's the exact same exact same I thing i don't know happens. why you just reminded me of there was a there was a time <laughs> on uh when i used to own the lovely little Genesis Coupe back in my car modding toy days. I did a, a short shifter install by myself on my driveway oh, no. because I didn't want to pay someone to do it. Oh no. And drive it. A shifter, there's a, there's the, a rod that comes basically from your trend transmission and it joins a point where from like inside the car yeah. right, where you move yeah. the shifter and there's a little fork where they connect and there's a bolt that goes through to keep them connected. Um, Make sure the bolt stays, because <laughs> if the bolt doesn't stay, you can't shift your car. Oh no! What happened? It was literally like uh, I where was I? I was in Aurora on like some like back ass side road, and I just I start shifting, and then like it's just loose. It's like it would go in circles. Like oh my nothing God. was nothing was connecting at all. I don't. I think I had to call my mom. She brought my jack stand and my jack, and I purled over into a parking lot, jacked up the car. Got uh, an Allen key, and I used the Allen key as a bolt and some duct tape on either side. Oh, just the no. most ghetto shit to on either side, and to to make it to a point where I could weakly shift a little bit to then though carry on and get to work that oh, day. Oh no! Like, don't do that shit, kids. No, no, <laughs> better to be proactive. Just, I mean, if you can't it's afford also a luxury, to do it right, just don't, don't do it. Do it. Right. Yeah. Anyway, how the fuck did we get here? I don't know. Um, it's been it's been. Uh, there's just so much. So we could do this for like three hours and still just be tangenting and not talk about anything weird. Um, uh, property stuff, deals. That's where we started. You're right. First deal after the condo was ours, which also was probably a big spark, right? Million dollar house, fat fucking mortgage. Wasn't ready for that shit. Am ready for that shit. But like, it was a fire. You don't right? understand though when you're ready, right? Because it's something so new. Yeah. Right? So we're like, boom. You do anything for the first time. Buy your first car, buy your first house, yeah. buy your first set of clubs. And it's so much clubs. different too than like, I mean, we've bought investment properties before, right? I'm where you, we know the process. It's different. You don't even care. About it's, there's no emotion, right? It's yeah. just numbers. 100%. It makes sense. The only emotion not, is excitement. I've never looked like, at nice. Pinterest for a fucking rental. No. Right? I've been on Pinterest Every day for every <laughs> oh, corner of every room oh, because I need to make sure it's done slowly and properly and it's the most boss bitch house. But, uh, yeah, so that got me started. I would say my own deal was like the Kickstarter. And then it was like, shit, I better wake up and make some money because this mortgage ain't cheap. Um, well, I don't even remember what the first deal was. They there was, all came at one. There week. was three in a row on like one, two, three days. Uh, I remember one that. Yeah, body, a Monday, Tuesday, mine, Wednesday. Buddy of mine from high school was the first one to reach out. He had started looking, and I think I posted about 
uh, us being us moving and renting our place on Facebook. And I think that sparked that conversation. Uh, Social he was, media. That's it. He was looking. Um, we did a, I think we only saw like two, one property. Literally saw one property with him, but it was very close to where he lives. It was a complete fixer upper, but he's in the, like in the trade. So he's got that little bit. A, he's close. B, he's in the trade. So he's got the connections, right? Um, and it was a, it was pretty gross inside, but like the bones are clean. And for him, knowing I can do the rest myself, clean bones, great house, detached. Away we go. Uh, 11 offers. And he sniped that one. Damn. Literally like, yeah, that was, that was impressive. I don't think I've won 11 offers yet or 10 plus offers yet. And he was just like, boom, let's go. Like, but it worked, worked out super well for him. Um, the next day was a client I've been working with since January who found our podcast, by the way, she saw, she called still waiting for my commission check. (laughs) It hasn't closed yet. Don't worry. Okay. (laughs) But fuck off. You might get a steak. Um, she, my partner, she called the, the elevate line, but then was like, you looked familiar when I first met her. She was like, you look familiar. Right. And apparently she had watched our, one of our videos on Burr and like to learn how the investing in Toronto works. Uh, working with her for quite a while. It was very specific, very niche case. The, the property that she was looking for was lucky enough to find one, no offer date, went in there, got it conditional. That um, was very touch and go with the inspection, a lot of hand-holding. I mean, we both listened to that Ryan Serhant book about uh, the emotional roller coaster of like buying it I have never heard somebody more excited than when I called her and told her we got the offer accepted. And then it was almost like cold feet that right the next day. Right. And different, different emotions when you do the inspection and the negotiation. And I think they're going to tell us to take a hike and, but, and then by the time it's all done and firmed up, it's back to being super, and super excited that, again. That those emotions are across the board. Yeah. Any it's purchase super you common. Make, it Absolutely. is. It is. I had the exact same, sorry for interrupting, sorry. but same experience. It's a little bit different, but with the lease, I, I leased out one of our places, one mm-hmm. of our portfolios, one, one of our units, and it was a great unit, a, a little bit lower rent mm-hmm. than last time, but it, yeah. it was a great unit and she loved the place. She's super awesome, really excited, mm-hmm. excited to move in. And she loved it, wanted to close it off that day. Everything yeah. texting me, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. She's super excited. The next day I get a call and she's like, well, I, I don't know right now. I, I'm just thinking about it. And yeah. I know I love the place. I know I'd be super happy there, but mm-hmm. something inside me is making me really anxious and nervous. And now I'm overthinking and I feel all these emotions and I'm going For crazy in my head. And I, and I said, okay, let's, let's talk through this together. Yeah. And I, and I predicted exactly every emotion that she would feel after that situation. Yeah. And I walked her through the process. I said, you know what? You were super excited. And then it sunk in that you're going to have to spend whatever that amount is every mm-hmm. month. And that hurts. That feeling hurts no matter if it's buying those, that pair of shoes that you love or that new game or that yeah. new dress or that purse or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It, it's that feeling of as soon as you do it, you're like, oh, that kind of hurt. That was a right. week of my life that I just paid. And, yeah. it, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I spent it took me a week to make that money. So you're going to feel a little bit upset and then it's going to kick in and you're going to kind of live with it. You're going to be like, you know what? I've made my bed and now I have to deal with it. Yep. And, and you become complacent. And then you realize, you know what? Maybe I made a good decision that yeah. maybe maybe I should it wasn't trust bad. myself. I tr- yeah. You know what? I, I kind of like this. And then you end up loving it again. That, yeah. that emotion comes back. 
So I explained that to her, and she she goes, "I've never had anybody explain just like that walk process. me through, walk me through." But I feel so much better just knowing that. Yeah. She she followed through, sent the deposit, signed the papers. The next day, she sent me uh, a message. I am super excited again. Nice. You know, I'm so happy we walked through it together. You know, mm-hmm. you're the best. Thank you so much. And uh, and and it worked out. And it was the exact scenario that you were in. I mean, different amount of money, so different amount of pressure yeah, on the yeah, person, yeah, right? Absolutely. Your client was freaking out because everybody would be, you know, your life savings to some yeah. extent is going to be on the line where your two-week Hell, wage is different. I do this for a living. We have bought multiple investment properties before, and still for our purchase, there were times where, and I would kind of, I'd do the same thing to myself internally, but being like, Oh shit! Is this? Stop it! You stupid! You know how this goes. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You made the right move. You ran the numbers a million times. It's even invested. Just fuck off! You did the right move. Right exactly. Move, right? Um, so back to your deal. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was deal number two. So that, this was literally Monday, Tuesday of the same week. Wednesday, I had an offer presentation date for a listing of mine, which went. That listing was wild. This is how weird kind of COVID was. Is it was a a flip property. Absolutely stunning. They they finished it well. Staging was bang up. Like photography was great. Great listing. Pre home inspection. Seven days, eight days. I think we had fifty plus showings. Tons. Wow. Uh, Offer date. Three offers. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the offers actually came in the week, like the weekend prior, as a as a bully offer. And like it was quite a bit less. Uh, And we turned that down. And in hopes that we would have significantly more the night of. And we were rather shocked when we did not have more the night of. But thankfully, that person actually came in stronger and ended up is the one that ended up getting it. And I, like, I actually met the, the buyers when I got the deposit check. And they're a super nice couple. Very happy that they've got the place. Starting a young family, all that type of yeah. shit. In our usual neighborhood. And then, uh, so, that, I mean, that one sold for 932 firm, like a three-week closing. So, like, great offer. Uh, then the neighborhood started to get more listings like the next week. Right. And stuff started to come back down in price. And I was like, shit, we just, just missed. The you said the off. trend. People saw that number. They're like, we can get that too. Let's all yeah. list now. And yeah. Then- and then exactly. And th- we were, we knew the entire time that we needed to be planned right for when listings started, when people were okay to come back. But before the giant rush came when right? everybody's because was there like, was, ah, we, we had two now. months of yeah. delayed stock. Yeah, yeah. There was going to be a point where it hit. And we wanted to be first to market when that happened. It worked out in our favor, thank God. Uh, so that I mean, that one closed yesterday, actually. Nice, three Congrats. week close, boom. Not um, bad. So that was the one. And two, I bought you three. breakfast today. I, let's not talk about why you bought me breakfast today. If you're curious, just check out the Elevate Realty story for the day. <laughs> I know, I'm blast. Um, he picked. He picked me up. I was at yeah. the mechanic. And he picked me yeah, up. Yeah, it's. Say Levy. Uh, one, two, three deals. Next week was the following week. So one of those deals was conditional. The other two were firm, right? So the following week was that whole emotional roller coaster piece. So I needed to be very on top of it. My sole focus was just making sure that deal firmed up, making sure, or more making sure everything went smoothly for the client to yeah. the point where it could firm up or we made a proper decision to walk away, right? That firmed up. I kind of took the next couple of days to relax because it was a pretty heavy like week and a half. For sure. Um, and then Monday, the following week, started all over again, back to our early mornings. And what the hell did I do that recently? It was Burlington, oh, Canada yeah. Day. It was uh, in Canada on Canada Day. I was in Burlington. 
Um, great friends of mine. They're you know, first time buyers, young couple. And they were, uh, they were looking out there and we looked at like eight, 10 properties. I think that day, first tour in Burlington, uh, some of the stuff was absolute ass old, old, old buildings for, you know, in the, in the deep four, like mid fours and stuff like that. And then we actually found more central close to, uh, close to subdivisions, close to new, new, like commercial retail space and stuff like that. Newer building, excellent layout in the, at the 400 mark or like just a touch under the 400 mark. So we're Burlington's uh, a great area to yeah. To buy. I honestly I'd I never spent it. a lot of time there. I know you've spent obviously a lot more time than I have in Burlington. I was like turning corners and I was oh my god you're like a real town like, <laughs> yeah, coming coming out of Toronto I guess <laughs> right but it's uh, it was it was quite nice and it, it was in a great location. So that one uh, we're just dealing with like the financing and that we're waiting on the status certificate now being a condo but it's a new condo so I'm not super worried. Uh, financing was a breeze and then. The other client was in the East End. So we have um, had another client that we haven't looked for a ton. Like we worked with her a little bit pre-COVID, just kind of got started. And then again, same with many, most people, it's quieted down with during COVID. Um, and she was looking for some kind of three-unit situation, but maybe something that she could live in one of the units down the road and rent it out. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe have space for mom to move in down the road kind of thing. So wanted like quality triplex or three unit type of thing close to close to transit, good area. And that one, uh, there was like a four minute walk to Greenwood station, legal triplex front pad parking in the East end. Absolute like great property needs some work, but like the seller did over the past 20 years, 30 years, all the important shit that's hard to do nowadays. Legal triplex went to committee of adjustment, Ontario municipal board to get all that passed with an added front pad parking, which it didn't have before. Like they underpin the basement. It's had the work done. It's just needs some lipstick on the inside. So it was a great deal for them. That one, um, that one's conditional till tomorrow, which seems, seems like things are going smooth. And that's been this week. So that was done last week. And then this week was, again, much like the the prior, just make sure stuff firms up, right? Stay on top of everything deal-related to make sure that things go smoothly. And who knows what next week holds. Man, it's going <laughs> to be a crazy week. And, you know, we're going to continue with the podcasts. More, yeah, uh, no more no more putting this down. No, we can't. We can't. We got to start them up again. We're it's looking for people to help uh, to yeah, join our team. Guys- Actually, during this podcast alone, I've received probably... 10 emails from more uh, applicants so i mean nice it looks like our team's going to be growing i believe this will be edited by the new person whoever the new applicant ends up being yeah, yeah. most likely this episode will be edited by them so super excited for that i gotta run i have to go pick up a commission check and take Ooh. pictures of a unit so i wish you could i mean some people won't see this but i'm doing the whole yeah you know, stacks yeah we got to run. I mean, are you, are you still good? I mean, anything you want to get off your, your chest? It's been a while. I know. No, not really. We we will do more of these. I feel like the next couple are probably just going to be And apologies for this one. Cause it was pretty rambly. Yeah. We had no agenda. <laughs> it's been a while. We just kind of wanted to set, sit down, get things hashed out, you know, make sure that we were back recording. We'll start to have a little bit more of a system to it. Um, something worth saying, I don't think we're probably going to go as crazy into like the real estate education content as we did before things will shift to a little bit more of a, 
laid back yeah. style, which is, I just, I think just more us anyways. Yeah. I think we got it, you know, off our chest, the, uh, the knowledge, the how to sort of things. You yeah. can always go back to our first, uh, few episodes there and, yeah. and we'll bring and learn, it back you yeah. know, a little bit here and there. I'm sure we'll, we'll start dropping some knowledge. I mean, our, our lives are heavily real involved in all the time. Estate. Yeah, anyways. pretty much. <laughs> I mean, we, our, our early morning real estate talks are yeah, always literally all happening. We do. So, yeah. So, I mean, there's still going to be things that everybody's going to learn and, and keep up to date with us. But this is more of a look in our lives. If you even yeah. really care about our lives, I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, hi mom. Yeah, first episode, <laughs> eh? Wow, what a throwback! Yeah. All right, you can find me on Instagram at Spiro Resellis. Uh, if you want to learn how to spell that, good luck. Just just kind of, I'm sure it'll try be your best. Notes. I mean, yeah, it's going to be in the show notes. But uh, if you're watching this, you probably already know how to spell my name. That's so, fair. so yeah, you can find me there, Instagram, Facebook, wherever, realistically. But uh, Instagram is the best place to really contact me. And, and for Phil, what's, what's yours? Yeah, you'll find me, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Phil Gardner, or Instagram, I should say. It's at uh, philg.re. Yeah. That'll be in the show notes uh, as well, though. That'll also be in the show notes, and that's kind of about it. Yeah, follow the podcast. I mean, if you're watching this, uh, awesome. Thanks for watching. YouTube, uh, you know, like, subscribe, share. Don't forget to smash that like button <laughs> yeah. as some solid real estate slash financial influencers. Slash like every Slash everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and if you're listening to this, I mean, thank you so much for listening. And, uh, and you know what? I think we're excited. There are bigger and better things coming. And oh, yeah. uh, it's going to happen very quickly. And uh, you're going to have a closer look in our lives. I mean, one of the things we're working on without getting into too much detail is that uh, we're going to have our vlogs where you're going to mm -hmm. see our weekly kind of schedules, some, some what we action. do on, on a given day and, and see, you know, what it takes to, to do what we do and how much we love it too. You're going to, you're, you'll see a little bit more. It'll be more personal, but again, thanks for watching film the kid. See you next week. Cheers.